Hello, friends. Welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Graham, a certified brand strategist and business coach. You might be wondering, why the second phase? The second phase may be a change in careers and learning how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship, a significant lifestyle change, going from stay-at-home parent to starting a business, a traumatic loss, a move, or an illness. It could be any number of things. No matter the definition, you are here to discover your second phase. Learn about creating a personal brand that stands out and makes an impact. To grow as your authentic selves and follow your callings, values, visions, and passions. And to learn how to build a solid foundation for long-term brand and business success. Through interviews and solo episodes, we'll be diving into inspiring stories, life and business journeys of failure and success, and the strategies and tools used along the way. You ready to learn? Grab your coffee, the car keys, or the dog's leash, and let's dive in to this episode. Public speaking. You either love it or hate it, or maybe are afraid of it. I fall into all three. How about you? My guest today is going to help us no matter which category we fall into. Perdita Andrews is a professional speaking coach. She's been in our shoes, and she's going to teach us all about her triple threat program for helping craft and deliver amazing talks. Whether you want to become a speaker or just know you have to expand your horizons to reach your audience and grow your business, this episode is going to be for you. Are you ready to find your voice, speak with more impact? Let's dive in. Perdita Andrews, welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. Thank you so much, Robin. I am so excited to be here and your intro just even got me so excited to start talking about all of the things that you mentioned. So I'm really, really excited for this. So tell us a little bit about you. And then we're going to dive into one of the key things that I think so many of us experience. And I mentioned it briefly in the intro. And that's how I got sidetracked was because you said the intro and I'm thinking, yeah, let's dive into fear. Let's just dive right in. So <laughs> I'm really excited about that. So go ahead, introduce yourself and then we'll we'll dive into that. Okay. Well, I am a professional speaking coach. I am based in Paris. I am sure you can tell from the sound of my voice that I am not French. I'm a Canadian, but I've lived all over North America. I've also lived in London. Now I live in France. I've moved around quite a bit over my life. And I really fell backwards into doing this kind of work. I moved to France about eight years ago and I kind of blew my savings to come to Paris and I had never been here before and I didn't know anyone and I didn't have a job lined up. And I just showed up and blew fairly quickly through my savings because Paris is not the cheapest city in the world. And so I desperately, desperately needed to work as as soon as possible. And like so many foreigners, I took a job teaching English and I don't have a background in education, but it really is just what so many people do. And I really ended up connecting with my students and they started asking for private sessions with me. And so then I started seeing people privately. And then as the business grew, which I was really fortunate because it it was 100% a referral-based business, I started to realize that there was a bit of a hole in not only helping people just speak from a conversational standpoint, but also the real fear kept coming up for the professionals that I was working with about how do I speak up in meetings? There might be anything from a salary negotiation to an international presentation to 
actually giving a talk. And I realized that having a background in performing and having overcome stage fright, I just realized, you know, I don't want this to hold anybody back. I don't want this fear, as you mentioned, to stop anybody from basically reaching their highest potential. And I also just figured, well, you know, if I can move to Paris with not knowing a single person, not having a job, you know, and and make it, then I can also help people to overcome, you know, this fear that they have. And so that's what I've been doing since 2014. I love it. I love it. And I, I love the way your business kind of transformed too, that you saw, you recognized a need. And so you decided to fulfill that need. But I think it's interesting because just learning a new language can be very intimidating and overwhelming and cause some fear. You know, am I doing this right? What if I meet someone? Will I be able to talk to them? And so on and so forth. And so I think you can really cross that experience over to do exactly what you're doing. It's a cool transition into what you're doing now because you're taking those people who, number one, just learned the language, but now they're able to actually get on a stage or present in front of a boardroom exactly what needs to be said, but doing so with confidence instead of having fear that, that could potentially hold them back so they don't reach the next level. It's so true. You, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. And I think another reason why the business evolved the way it did is because I lived that exact experience just in the inverse, right? I'm clearly an English speaker. I did go to French immersion um, when I was a child. So I had a bit of a base. But very shortly after moving here, I noticed that I started speaking less and less and less until it got to the point where I just decided I wasn't going to bother to speak at all because I was so afraid of making a mistake. I was so afraid of looking stupid. I was afraid of inadvertently offending someone because I said the wrong thing. And so I just decided, you know what, this is too much. It's too difficult. And we're talking about someone who already had a base, right? Mm -hmm. And then I kind of woke up one day and I didn't recognize myself anymore. You know, I'm by nature, very talkative. I'm very gregarious. And I just woke up and I thought, I can't live like this. I mean, it sounds a bit, it sounds a little bit dramatic, but I really was just thinking to myself, I don't want to live like this anymore. You know, I'm just going to speak and mistakes be damned. You know, I just, I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. And that was a major turning point for me. And experiencing that so early after arriving in Paris, I now transmit that so much to my clients where I just say to them, if I spend some time speaking to you in French, or if I spend some time, even we're speaking in English and I can't think of a word immediately, what's your impression of me? Do you think I'm stupid? Do you think I'm an idiot? Do you think I don't have anything to say? And every time, of course, they say, no, not at all. You know, it happens to everybody. And as you mentioned in the intro, you know, that's why I feel like I've been in the shoes of so many people going through this because I actually lived that. Again, I don't want anyone to not feel like they can be themselves, mm -hmm. whether it's in a second or third language or even in their own native language. Because something that happens when people suddenly feel like they're in a formal speaking setting is they feel so often like they have to be someone else mm. to be successful. Yes, it's true. And I think that adds a level of fear, right? And I learned this the hard way. And I, I mentioned in the intro, I had a severe fear of public speaking so bad. 
And, you know, I've overcome that. But what I realized was that the reason I had that fear was because I was not an expert in the things I was speaking on. It wasn't until I realized that and, you know, really became a branding expert that I really came into this ability to speak confidently because I was speaking on all these different things like throughout my, you know, pharmacy career and this, that, and the other. And I didn't have that passion and confidence to merge together to be on a stage and represent myself as an expert. So I think that you hit the nail on the head there. Like we have to be able to be ourselves. But I think something that drives us into being comfortable is knowing that we have that passion and expertise for whatever it is we're talking on. So when you talk to your clients and they're experiencing that fear outside of recognizing that they're an expert and really owning their knowledge and expertise, how do you work with them to overcome that so that they can stand on that stage with confidence in who they are, not trying to be someone that they think their audience wants them to be? Yeah, it's so well put. I often ask many, many, many questions. I joke that I, I ask hundreds of questions you know, in a day. But that's really where we start. We have to do a little bit of digging to find out. First of all, we need to diagnose what's happening. You know, is the fear making you feel like you have to be somebody you're not? Is the fear literally giving you paralysis? Is the fear making you nauseous? Is the fear making you be overly confident and inauthentic? Like, sort of, what is it? What's the fear doing to you? So, so the questions I always ask are, you know, what is the thing that you're the most afraid of? What's the worst case scenario? What's the worst thing that can happen? So that is sort of a bit more straightforward of fear management. And then to help them really ground and tap into feeling more calm, for lack of a better word, is, and this is a, you know, all my clients know that I'm really, really, it's such a one of the major values of the work that I do, which is you have to know your why. You just have to know your why. First of all, if you don't, it's going to be unpleasant. Whether it's unpleasant for you or unpleasant for the people who are listening to you or both, it's not going to be a pleasurable experience. But it's also going to leave you feeling really just like, what am I even doing here? Mm -hmm. You need to know your why so that you can connect to your purpose. And then, okay, now I know my purpose, as you touched on it already. Okay, now I want to speak about this purpose, right? So it's almost like there's layers where, like building a house, you know, you have to have the foundation before you can add the beams, before you can add the windows, before you can add the paint and the decor, you know, Mm -hmm. you really have to build it from the bottom up. And if you don't have the foundation in place, the whole experience is just going to be icky in one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that kind of leads us to one of the other questions I had, and that was, you know, how do you decide on your key message? And, you know, you see people posting on social media or you go to a conference and you have keynote speakers and you have people that have crafted this message that is really all about them, all about their story, all about their journey, but they're telling it to either get more clients or to impact the lives of others, depending on the situation. So how do you take that why and determine what your key message is going to be? Again, I think there's always more than one 
key message, which you touched on earlier too. And I'm interested also to hear your perspective on this as a branding expert, because I love the idea of marrying or at least bringing together the audible kind of communication and the visual. Mm -hmm. I am not a marketing or branding. I'm terrible at all of that stuff. I'm great with the spoken word, but the rest of it is all just, I can't even believe how people manage to do it. So I'd be really fascinated to hear what your process is too. I think that you have your overall, kind of your core message or your mission statement, which is deeply connected to your values, right? I mean, I think that values work is so important for anyone in the professional sphere, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're working in corporate, it doesn't matter. You need in life, you need to really have a deep connection to and also have been able to identify your values. And so I think that the values are something that you have to run through every message that you want to craft. It's like when you mentioned before about fear creeping in for you because you were speaking on topics that you weren't really connected to them. You know, you didn't feel like an expert. I would go even one step further to say they weren't necessarily connecting to your values. And so I think that you have to identify your values and then you have to identify, you know, what is the purpose of what do I want this message to do when I release this message into the world? You know, what kind of a journey do I want it to take and where do I want it to end up? Oh, I love that. I love that. I mean, it's a little bit like sort of pedantic, I think, to say like, it's like sending children out into the world. But, you know, it is like, it's great to imagine the message as having its own journey. And I think it's perfectly fine if you want to put a message out because you want to get more clients. That's great. But why do you want to get more clients? And that's when we tap back into the why, right? And the values. Mm -hmm. And So all the messages, however many you decide to have, have to have a hue or like a tinge of what your values are. And I think the experience that I've had in working with my clients is once we start, once they start talking about the journey they want their message to have, it comes out of them naturally, Mm -hmm. right? Whatever it is that they want to say, it just comes out of them naturally. You know, it's interesting as you're talking, I'm thinking, I always work with my clients, like, let's look at your values, visions, and passions. And where those three things overlap, like a Venn diagram, that's where you're going to feel the most fulfilled. And that's really where your purpose lies. That's really where you're going to see a connection that is going to help you create your messaging to put out into the world so people can really connect with you. That you know, and you can build relationships and emotional connection, the trust factor, all of that. So that's basically what you're saying. You know, when you're crafting a speech, you have to think of all of those things, like who are you at the core and what is the core message you want to deliver, but what's the purpose of that? And I love that analogy of the journey. Like, you know, you can kind of see your message floating through a crowd and then where is it going to end up? Is it going to end up in someone changing their life? Is it going to end up in someone picking up the phone and calling you to hire you? Or is that message just going to sit for a while until one day somebody really resonates with it and then acts on it? So it's fascinating. I love that. I love that concept. I think it's really key. And I think that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that if you take that perception when you hit a stage, well, even before, as you're crafting your message, 
you're crafting your message with that purpose in mind and that journey in mind, then you get on the stage to deliver that message through your speech or your talk. And then you're going to feel so much more confident, I think. Like, and there's so much work, you know, mindset work. And you, when you talk about mindset work and you talk about like meditation and visions and how, you know, envisioning your success can actually manifest your success. And it, it's the same thing. It's like, that's exactly what you're doing through the work you're doing and, and helping people connect all of that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that like, when I think about, cause I do, I have to do the same work on myself and my vision and my purpose and my business. And if ever I'm feeling a little bit like kind of like lost, or if I'm not, I'm kind of feeling a bit out of sorts, or I'm kind of not really sure what my direction is. I always come back to like, what's my mission? Like I am on a mission to stop anyone feeling like they can't reach their highest potential through the spoken words. Like I am on one person at a time, like that I feel like is my mission. And so if I ever do feel like I'm getting confused or messages getting lost, or what do I want to say? I always just go back to like, okay, I am on a mission too. And I fill in my own personal blank. And then I kind of resettle and I regroup and then I go, okay, now I can think about the message that I want. Now I can think about the journey that it's going to take. And I love the way that you sort of already envisioned all of the places that the message could go. And one of the other places that I thought of as you were talking was as the message, you know, goes off on its own little journey, it can also sometimes just be the answer that someone was looking for. Mm -hmm. You know, it can just be, I'm a massive podcast consumer. And there's been so many times when I've been listening to a podcast and somebody has no word of a lie, just in one sentence, they delivered the answer to a question I didn't even know I had. Yeah. It's like, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the magic of speaking. And that's why I don't want the fear to stop anyone because I really do believe that we all have so much to share and that it can really change people's lives sometimes. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Okay, so we've kind of touched on this a little bit on the surface, but what goes into a really good speech? Well, I'm going to sound like a broken record and my clients are always teasing me, but the beginning of a really good speech is you have to know your why. You have to know the reason that you're there because if you don't know what you're doing there, then you're wasting everybody's time, including your own, right? So you need to start with why, right? Why am I speaking? And it could be anything from a salary negotiation. So I'm speaking because I would like a better salary, you know, or it could be a, an entrepreneur or a startup pitching investors. I'm speaking because, because it could be different for everybody. Of course, there's the monetary component, but it could be, I'm speaking because I want these people to get excited mm -hmm. about my startup. And so you have to start from there. And I think that what I have found is so fascinating about working with clients is everybody's blocks are different. So not only are their fear blocks different, but when they're crafting their message, it really is different too, because the number one goal is to be authentic, right? And to be yourself. And so as much as people want there to be a formula, the only real formula is that you speak in a way that feels good to you. So 
when we were in school, we all learned, right? Like you have your introduction and then you have your hypothesis and then you have your this and this, and then you have your conclusion. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know, you can tell, I don't remember all the steps. You're you close. Uh, <laughs> but what I've noticed is there isn't one way to, to paint a picture. There isn't one way to craft a message. Could you start with that framework? If you're really like staring at the blank page and being like, Oh my God, Sure. Start with that framework, but you might want to start with the end at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I've done that with my clients a lot where I've had them actually move the conclusion up and make it the introduction, but there are other people that that didn't feel right for them. So one of the things I think is really, really helpful tool when crafting a speech or when crafting any kind of a, a speaking engagement is bullet point, everything, bullet point, everything. And then you go through those bullet points and you prioritize them. Yeah, that's a great recommendation. And I think that, you know, there's so many things you hear about or read about or whatever when it comes to speaking and, oh, you have to have a cliffhanger. Oh, you have to have, you know, energy or or you have to stand still and don't move your hands. Like there's so many different things. And I think that what you're saying is that as long as you're authentic and you hold true to who you are as a person, you'll be able to deliver your message. And I do talk with my hands. So for me to stifle myself would be very difficult. I wouldn't be able to deliver a message the way my energy should deliver a message. Does that make sense? Oh my God. And I think I love what you just said and I might steal it if it's okay. But the way that my energy wants to deliver the message, I think that that is so, so well said and so important. And I think that because people are so afraid, because speaking is so scary for people, we find comfort in formula, right? We find comfort in guidelines. We find comfort in do it like this. But again, what I have seen over and over and over again is that we are all beautifully unique individuals. And so we can't give, nor does anyone want to watch a cookie cutter formula for speaking. As long as you are connected to your why, you have to make it your own. And I know, for example, there have been um, articles that have come out in the last couple of years about how, what if I, um, what if I, ah. What if I overuse the word like during my speech? And of course, there are a few highly formal situations where you really want to be extremely official, right? And I see this a lot because I do also work with people who don't speak English as a first language, and they're so concerned about their accent, and they're so concerned about pausing in between words, et cetera. None of it matters. I mean, another really great tool, actually, when crafting a speech and when dealing with the fear of the speech is put yourself in the audience and think, I see this person, they have something to say, maybe they say uh, too many times, does it really matter to me as the person who is watching them speak or listening to them speak? Ultimately, it doesn't really matter. What matters is mm-hmm. that they that they have a purpose and that they and that purpose comes through what they're saying. Because I do think ultimately when we're in a situation where people are listening to us speak, especially when it's live, they are giving us their time. 
So ultimately, we just don't want people to feel like it was a waste of their time. And I think if you have a core message and you're providing value, it's the same thing, you know, when I'm coaching my clients about being consistent and being on social media and the the importance of being present to build relationships, to build the no love and trust factor. It's we have to give ourselves that grace that we can make a mistake, but if our content is providing value, then it's going to resonate with someone. And that's the most important thing. And sometimes you have to take a step back and not think about influencing or impacting, you know, a hundred people, but one person. And it's kind of like, you know, as you craft your message and, you know, I often will use the example, like, yes, you want to be speaking to everyone, but sometimes it helps a lot to take a step back and speak to that one person who you can envision your ideal client being. And, you know, yes, there are hundreds of them out there, but who is that one person and visualize them sitting there in the audience and, and nodding their head at you to say, Oh, she's on point. Oh, that's a great point. Oh, I get that. Yes. That's exactly what I needed to hear. So I think, you know, doing those type of exercises, like you said, envisioning yourself sitting there or your ideal client sitting there, you're going to have more of a, I guess, human connection with the audience versus all of that focus and energy being on yourself. And then the anxieties rise, which trigger the fear, which hold you back and make you not want to do this yeah. at all. I mean, because at the end of the day, we are all human, right? <laughs> like that's one thing we can yeah. say for sure is that we are all human. Yeah. And I think that, like you said, as long as you're really connected to what you have to say, and I think there's a lot of power in a genuine desire to help, whatever that is. Yeah. If you come from a place of service, then your message is never going to fall flat. And even if that's helping somebody understand like astrophysics or it doesn't matter what it is, but I think that there's a really beautiful combination between knowing your why, knowing what your purpose is, speaking about the thing that really lights you up and adding into that a real genuine desire to reach someone, to help someone, to be that answer, to be that resource, to be that whatever it is. It could be entertainment. It could be anything. It's almost like just this beautiful alchemy that makes no one feel like they've wasted their time listening to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that perspective. And Speaking is so incredibly important. I mean, first there was all this push for great captions on, you know, you have to have a caption that grabs attention and all of this for social media, but now it's so it's shifting so much more to video. So, even if you're not speaking on a stage, it's really important to I think fall into all of these things and own all of these things just for creating video, whether it's just for social media, whether you're creating a webinar, whether you're creating some sort of an ad for Facebook. It doesn't matter. You're using your voice. And I think the more you can use your voice and the more you can show up and be present, the more you're going to connect with other people. And at the end of the day, no matter who your audience is or where they are or where you are standing to deliver that message, you have to be there. You have to do that. You have to show up in order to connect and build those relationships. Yeah, absolutely. I think that speaking as a form of marketing is really, it's kind of like the underdog 
form of marketing. And what's beautiful about using it, especially on social media, is that we do have so many options, right? So like, if speaking in front of a crowd is super stressful for you, well, record a video on your phone. You don't have to look at anyone. You can be alone in your house, you know, or if interacting with people is really, you feel, you know, safety in numbers, well, then you do an interview, you know, interview people on a podcast, have a conversation, do an interactive uh, video online, do collaborate with somebody else. But I think that there's also something really beautiful about showing up is so important, but knowing that you can build it in the way that is the most comfortable for you, right? And if everyone is doing lives and staring down, you know, a black hole on your computer is terrifying for you. Well, have some friends come over and sit on the couch while you record yourself, because maybe you feel more comfortable. There's so many ways, really simple and easy ways that we can feel more comfortable. And the more comfortable we feel, the more we're going to want to show up right? The more uncomfortable we feel, the more we're going to dread like, oh God, I have to do my weekly live and I just don't want to do it. So how can I make this easy, right? How can I do this, but make it feel good? Mm -hmm. I'm assuming you would agree with this, that to practice, if you do have a speaking engagement coming up, maybe you're speaking to a networking organization, maybe you're speaking to, I don't know, some sort of organization at a conference, like whatever the case may be, but to practice that. And you can actually practice your speech on video. And then, you know, if you're really concerned with how you're going to look, how you're going to feel, whatever, you can actually replay and say, oh gosh, I didn't realize I said that so many times. I didn't realize I did that with my hands. I need to take a step back and correct this. So there's options that you can actually prepare yourself very concretely for any type of experience with speaking. I love that you said that because I record all my clients and I video all my clients. And in between sessions, I make them watch or listen or both because there is, especially when you're being seen at the same time that you're speaking, there is an awareness that's lacking, right? Like we have, we all have little movements that we do or vocal tics or whatever it might be that we're not really aware of. And this is something that I did, you know, back when I was in theater school. And I remember the first few times it was horrifying to see myself on camera, but it was so helpful because I was just so connected to what I was doing that I didn't even realize that my right foot was turned out at an awkward angle or that I actually hadn't moved from standing in the same spot while, you know, delivering the monologue or whatever it might be. So there really are, as you say, so many ways that we can really get ourselves in to a place of feeling really prepared. And this is something that comes up a lot. It's a conversation that I have with a lot of people because I'm extremely pro preparation. As much as I, you know, I live by the code of authenticity, I believe that those two things are not mutually exclusive. And there are a lot of people that don't agree with that. They think, well, if I have my speech, let's say, you are speaking at a conference. I don't want it to feel too wooden or too rehearsed. So I'm just going to have my bullet points and I'm just going to head out there. And I do have an anxiety attack just thinking about that happening because there's an amazing amount of power in preparation. It doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that you have to deliver the speech exactly as you memorized it on the script. 
but you have got to memorize and rehearse and rehearse and rehearse and rehearse. There's a reason why we have this expression of being able to do something in your sleep, right? When we sleep, we're the most relaxed, we're the most comfortable, we're, <laughs> we're, some of us are the happiest, right? And so if you can yeah. deliver your speech in your sleep, it just means that it is in, you are in your skin, you are comfortable, you are at ease. That's what that expression is about. So I, I often have to, you know, say to my clients, just, you have to trust me, you need to memorize this so that you can say it backwards. And I trust me, it will make your confidence go from a two to a 10. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's true. And I used to um, be totally obsessed with memorizing everything. And I've had to step away from that a little bit. And this is not necessarily for a speech. This is more for like doing a video for social media or something like that. I, I would get myself into such a state of panic. Well, what if I forget a word? What if I mess up? So, you know, I had to step back from that a little bit, but it's totally different when you're talking about being on a stage. And I think that, yes, you want to memorize, but you also can give yourself that grace that you might forget something when you're under that pressure and that's okay. Because you may think of it at the end then, oh my gosh, I think I forgot. And nobody's going to judge you for that. Some of the key takeaways here, I think are number one, (laughs) just do it. But, but we have to work to do those exercises to overcome fear. And I think, you know, we talked about actually crafting the message, but in order to craft the message and overcome the fear, it's really and truly about knowing your why and being your authentic self. And we do overuse that word authenticity, being authentic, I think, to some degree. But if we are not ourselves and we are not showing up as who we are from, the perspective of our values, our own integrity, and everything that we stand for, no one is going to resonate with us. And no one's going to end up wanting to accept our message or hire us or believe in us or trust us. So I think that those are the key takeaways. Be authentic. Use your why and use your values as the core of everything you do related to public speaking. And you'll be able to help yourself overcome the fear. And you'll be able to have a message that really and truly does resonate with your audience. So Perdita, thank you so much for being here. This was awesome. I would love for you to tell the listeners where they can find you, how they can connect with you and even work with you if they're wanting to craft a speech and get themselves set up for success. Yes. For public speaking. Thank you. I feel like I could talk to you about this for hours. I feel like it's been really, really, really fun. So you can find me at perditaandrews.com. That's my website on Instagram at Perdita Andrews, on LinkedIn at Perdita Andrews. I'm fortunate that I have a somewhat unusual name. So all my handles are my name. And yeah, I definitely, again, I am on a mission one person at a time to not let fear of speaking stop anybody from reaching their highest potential. It's just my, it's my dream for everybody to just be like, public speaking, no problem. I love that. It's such a great mission to be on too, because there's so many of us who have struggled with it. So thank you for your efforts to make our lives better, to help us reach a bigger audience and to really grow our business into the successful being that we want it to be. Thank you. And that's a wrap friends. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review. That would mean the world to me. If you know someone who could use the information shared today, please share the episode with them too. And let's connect. 
You can find me on Instagram, Clubhouse, Facebook, and LinkedIn as The Robin Graham. Lastly, if you'd like more information on personal branding and brand marketing strategies, be sure to join my email list and the Female Entrepreneur Insider Facebook group. We are there every week with tips and trainings to help you build a solid foundation for brand and business success. And don't forget, on the website, you can find a plethora of free resources. Go to therobingraham.com forward slash resources and download any of the free resources that I have created to help you build a personal brand that stands out and makes an impact. Until next time, remember to smile.